Welcome to Wielding Legacy. My name is Laura Payne Stanley, and this is your weekly audio insight because the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. As I said, this is an audio insight, and it's one for high achievers, for visionaries, for empire builders, and for power couples. You see, I know that you are here, already creating an impact in your industry. You are here building a legacy for you and your family, and it drives you. It occupies your mind. But through my work as a trusted advisor to extraordinary entrepreneurs, I know you aren't yet reaching your greatest potential in your business, your performance, and in your relationships. Now, I'm known with my clients. I am one of their loudest cheerleaders, believing in them often before they do. And yet, you can't enroll me in your legacy-limiting story. I'm your biggest empowering challenger as well as you create your ultimate legacy. So this audio insight is called Wielding Legacy because, as I said, the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. Welcome to Wielding Legacy and an episode I'm calling The Extra Step. This episode comes from the overwhelming nature of taking big steps only as an entrepreneur. See, my work with visionaries who, they can struggle to what we call chunk down. They have a huge amount of big thinking, of visioneering, but they struggle with the next first step and how to be consistent. It's also coming from my own journey in business because the way to have success in business is to be consistent, not to have these explosive kind of bouts of productivity and then disappearing for weeks. Now, on a personal note, this is something I've been playing with for at least six months. But first of all, let's wind the clock back. You see, my fitness journey, uh, I used to be a competitive swimmer. As a kid, I was very consistent being a swimmer. From the ages seven up until about 14, I used to swim multiple times every week. You had to be up very early for training as a kid. It's just what you did. So I had that discipline there and I had the consistency there. When I stopped at 14, I then became very, very sporadic with my fitness. One minute I was signing up for a triathlon, uh, which I then completed, and then I wouldn't run again for another nine months. So six months ago, I, I actually rehired, not hired, I rehired a trainer I'd worked with before called James because I wanted to be consistent and hold myself accountable with a trainer to have a higher standard for myself to be consistent. Now for me, fitness, and I'm not talking about dress size or looks of losing weight. I'm not talking about any of those things. I'm talking about fitness because for me, my fitness became something that I was becoming very much aware of. Things such as lung capacity and endurance, because the more I was doing public speaking work, which could last from anywhere to six minutes to two hours, you needed stamina. You needed endurance to stand up, to hold a room and to be able to project for that long. But more on my personal journey for fitness in a little bit with the extra step. So back to today. And I want you to think of this whole episode that before we can actually hold ourselves to a higher standard and take that extra, extra step, we need to actually understand what our baseline is. And this can be whether it's in fitness or business or anything. So for the entirety of today, and I'm going to say it numerous times, I want you to think about any point in your life right now that you feel, as I'm saying it, that you need to do that extra step. 
where you're not showing up in your fullest right now? How do you know what your baseline is and whatever modality, whichever subject area you want to work in today, fitness, business, health, anything, personal life, whatever it might be, how do you know your best baseline? So do you know how many hours per week is your optimum to work on and in your business? So how many hours do you like before you're at burnout? Do you know that? Do you know your preferred high intensity fitness duration? Is there a, a length of time, a window that you like to work at? And that's quite comfortable, but do you know what that is? So whichever tactical area you're going to think about, do you know your baseline? You could also do this for sales, by the way, content creation, showing up, being visible online, public speaking, whatever is resonating with you today. So how do you know it's your baseline? Is it because it feels very comfortable? So you're very comfortable doing, I know, one speaking gig every month. Or you're very comfortable doing one live element of your content marketing strategy once a month. What is your comfort zone with what we're talking about? Is it, did you ever decide it? I had this conversation recently with someone. And it was so interesting. Someone said to me, I think there might be a different way to do it. Or, um, oh, I can remember. I couldn't remember what it was. We were talking about calls with our masterminders and we were talking about changing the time. And it was so interesting because the time of the call was just because. It was just always because that's the way we've always done it. There wasn't really a logic behind it. There wasn't really a reason it couldn't change. And sometimes we just do things from legacy. And sometimes that legacy just needs to shift up. So with which area you want to work in today, is that your baseline? Because that's what it's just been for a while. And that's my first invite to you. Think about the area that you want to improve on sales, conversions, public speaking, content writing, whatever it might be. Then confirm what you are currently determining as your baseline. Got that? Awesome. So once you've got that, what are we going to do next? was during the pandemic i found netflix programs regarding endurance racing i never watched this before i've never even i'd never really i knew what i knew the term endurance racing but i'd never watched any of it and i became fascinated i think it was called the eco race i became fascinated about ultra and endurance racing and ultra and endurance mindset how these competitors through the power of their mind enabled their bodies to do more to be more and to have more to complete these amazing feats. Now, if you don't know the name David Gorgons, he's an ultra runner and he was doing a hundred mile race. At the 70 mile point, he broke all of the bones, the small bones in his foot. And he still managed to finish the race for another 30 miles. It was his mind that completed that race, not his body. So with keeping that in your mind, and you have your baseline, whether it's doing the work in the gym, in your business. We need to change things up because it isn't the point of what you're already doing that creates the change, it's the what next. It's the extra one sales touch point that you action. It's the extra one ex-client that you pick up the phone to, to check in with them rather than send them an email. It's the extra one rep in the gym. It's the extra one minute, nine incline run that you do. It's at those moments of failure, of the kind of comfortable completion of a task that the magic happens. 
because that's the extra one step that creates a growth momentum in your mindset. You become more than you were the day before. You become more than the past version of yourself. And you become more than your upper limit. And this all goes to what we call the compound effect. Because imagine doing this every day in every aspect of your life. Just one more. So I'm not, this is why it's not talking about big steps. Because what often when we talk about these things, people will be like, I'm going to go all in on this healthy eating and exercise regime. They don't do one more. It's like, let's do a hundred more for that day. And then it falls off a cliff again. Or I'm going to do all of this content marketing on my social media. And you see these huge peaks. Suddenly there's content for days. The person disappears again for weeks. So it's just one more. The compound effect on your mindset is an evolution. You are strengthening your muscle. And as you move from someone who maybe hits their goal, you start moving to someone who smashes their goal every time you do it because you do that just one more. So if you have goals and you want to have one more client in your business, what do you need to do to have two more clients in your business that week? So set goals and go past them every single time. It's really common to create goals from within your comfort zone, especially if you're publishing them somewhere on a Facebook group or an accountability forum in a mastermind. You can want to keep yourself safe, so you'll create goals that you think you can achieve. Do more than you thought was possible. So set the goal and achieve just one more thing in that goal than you set to. Do more than you think is possible. Because once we've made the impossible possible, what else is there? There's only more growth. There's only true growth. And then there is even more impossibility that we could make real. Because how we do one thing is how we do everything. Now, the point of setting those higher standards and doing the extra rep is that it ultimately creates higher results and higher legacy. You might not even know what your legacy life looks like right now. Now let's just talk about this. You're here listening to Wielding Legacy. A legacy life is any kind of life that is your desired life, that creates impact, that creates a legacy for yourself, for your family, for the world. It might be a community as well it can create a legacy for. It could create your local area that you live in, that you love, that you adore where you live. And you want to create a legacy of what it's like to be there, to be in that environment. So friend, let me just check in with you right now. What legacy life are you looking to create? Can you feel, can you feel the weight of that? And I may ask you frequently, I may ask you infrequently. And you may just sit with that question. What legacy life am I looking to create? Oof. Okay, let's do some snaps and we're going to change up the energy because that's quite a heavy question. I can feel it. I want to talk about standard operating procedures. I'm not talking about the ones that I work in on in business. So a standard operating procedure, SOPs, are things that you often have in business of processes, of people's job roles or different elements, basically anything that you can standardize and 
create a procedure. That's what we call an SOP in business. How about now? When the one extra step in business or in your personal life becomes your SOP. So everything throughout the culture of your business, throughout the culture of your life, becomes about doing the one extra step. It changes. And I know it changed me because back to my personal fitness journey with my trainer, James, when I first booked, I was kind of waiting for the sessions to be over. I always would be saying like, how long left? How long left? I wasn't enjoying it. I knew I wanted to do it, but I wasn't necessarily enjoying it. And I just wanted it to be done. Now, as time has gone on, I noticed something that instead of me wanting to ask how long left, I'd start to ask permission because obviously he's a trainer to say, could I go quicker on what we were doing? Could I increase the resistance or could I go longer to beat my personal best? There was a brilliant example of this when we were doing some training on um, skipping. So you got to imagine right now, almost like me learning to skip and I was skipping in my training suit. So I was never a good skipper as a kid. I don't ever remember being very good at in this kind of schoolyard when you had you know, two people holding either end of the rope and you had to jump in the middle and there was two ropes going flying past. I don't remember me being good at that at all. So I'm kind of saying I wasn't. And I don't remember ever enjoying skipping. It was kind of something that people did, but I didn't really enjoy it. So lo and behold, we start skipping as part of my training. And straight away, I've regressed back to being a kid like, oh, could this hurry up and be over? Um, so we started doing this. And the only way I could skip was that I'd have to have like a kind of like a mini jump in between the rope going around. So I'd like jump over the rope, then do a little bounce in between, then jump over the rope. That's the only way I could actually get myself to do it at all. And I wasn't fast and it wasn't very long before I'd like either smack it on the floor or smack it on my head, which hurts by the way, if anyone's ever done it. But you'll know that. So I can only manage um, a few. And we were doing it and we were doing it and I was going a little bit further each time. Then one day I said, I wanted to try a fast skip. So just skipping over the rope, over the rope every time. And I managed six, okay? So there was no little jump in between. I just did six fast skips. I felt like Rocky. I felt like the music should kick in. You know, I was just, I don't know if that was Rocky actually or something else I was just kind of going into, but I felt amazing. I just was, you know, I just, I felt like everything. It was great. And I'd done six, yeah? And from then onwards, once I'd done that, each time I then wanted to do just one more. So if I could get to seven next time and then next time eight, and if I could do eight, could I do 10 the time after that? Until I realized the other day that I'd skipped for three minutes consistently at a fast single jump skip. Now for you, you might be like me going, oh, darn, Laura, that's a long time. You might be going, yeah, that's pretty easy. But we're not in competition, are we? So it doesn't matter. But for me, I felt amazing because at one point in my fitness, I could not have skipped for three minutes. Now I'm still a work in progress. It's my over 40 fitness journey. Let's face it, I've got four decades of doing it one way and I'm now looking to change things up. But it's amazing. And I did it with doing a small step each time, doing the extra one or the extra two each time that got me to three minutes. I didn't do it by deciding one day I was going to suddenly skip for three minutes 
and I probably couldn't have done it. And then I would have been dejected. So building up this muscle is so important. Yes, gyms are obvious one, fitness is an easy one, but also in your business. And that's the story of this episode. In business, keep on keeping on. Go above and beyond each day with a single extra step. And over time, they will add up. Imagine now in your business. If you've been working in business, if not, if you've been thinking about personal, your personal life today, that's great. But I just want to talk about business for a minute. Imagine now in business, each day, only for say, if you work, do a four-day week, say for four days, you might work four days, you might work seven right now. It's completely up to you. So you do a four-day week. For four days, you increase something that you are doing in your business just by one, just by one little extra thing. Imagine now how that adds up over the entire time in your business. It's huge, isn't it? It's absolutely huge. And that's the power of what we do. That's the power that can happen when you take the next extra step. And I don't want you to think about it. Are you taking the next one step? Or are you doing a big leap? Now, there's books. Obviously, The Big Leap is an amazing book. But it can mean sometimes that we think if we're not doing big enough, then small isn't the way forward. Now, if you were working for 52 weeks in a year, if you were, and you did one extra step on something, that would be 208 extra steps a year. So imagine now that that was sales calls. And however many sales calls you regularly do, and again, whether that's emailing, messaging, whether that's calls, however you run your business, Imagine now that you do 208 extra calls and more so because obviously it's extra, extra. That won't just be more because it's not just one each day. I can't even work out the maths. My head doesn't do well on numbers like that. I can't even work out that maths. Please somebody else work it out and message me. Um, that would be great. That's one more you take away from this episode. But imagine now that you start having that cumulative effect. It's huge. And it can be a game changer in your business. And this carries over to all aspects of your life. Whether you're looking to get healthy and fit, whether you're looking to walk more steps every day, how do you do one extra step? Just one or 10 extra steps, not another 10,000 extra steps every day. What can you do in your business and your life to go the extra mile do the extra step that's going to have an impact on your life. So thank you for listening to me today. And I hope you found this interesting. I'd love to hear what your extra step is going to be. So hit me up via email, send it in. And I would love to know that. If you know of someone who benefit from listening to Building Legacy, now send them to laurapainstanley.com and they can sign up. And when you're ready to explore your legacy, your success and your impact on the world, here are some ways that you can do it. The first one is Be Boosted, a virtual event to take your professional service business and life to the next level. Join me for six days in November where you will leave with your business and you completely boosted. Or join me for a one-to-one experience like no other. Join me from anything from a half day right up to five days for an immersive day experience. This is a powerful day or days 
that is created specifically for you to elevate your business to the next level.